What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of We Everywhere, baby. I am your host, Omar, and with me, as always, is the co-host, Nadia Mohan. <laughs> I'm always waiting for you to say mohost now. <laughs> no, you yelled at me to never do the mohost ever again, <laughs> and I'm sticking to that. He's scared. Like, no, it's in writing. It's in no writing. more mohosts. Never. I never ne- said <laughs> never again. I was just like more like, why don't you space them out? <laughs> Let's get some sporadic mohosts. Yeah, yeah. You know, not back to backs every time. <laughs> I'm working on branding. We can have a T-shirt that says mohost. <laughs> I just introduced myself. I, I'm uh, mohost. I'm mohost. <laughs> Oh, but uh, yeah, we want to say a welcome, everybody. Happy Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. What did we do this week? H- happy hangover day from happy Wednesday. hangover day, for <laughs> real. I hope you guys caught our couch quickie on St. Patrick's Day, yeah. where you realize that we know nothing about St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> but we were drinking and we had a good time. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Video's up on YouTube. But uh, now that you guys are all nursing your irish hangovers um (laughs) let's get into some podcasting well the week was you know it was a basic average week a lot of um just working in the house kind of thing um i got my glam room in order went through a lot of my makeup and just kind of was i was in the zone Right, right. I was deep in the zone for like a few days, literally going through like every lipstick, everything I own, <laughs> finding old treasures. I was like, oh my God, I remember this color. I used to wear it all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I don't think I should have this anymore. <laughs> this is That's like hilarious. 10 years old, this lipstick. Longer than that. I think I found lipsticks that were like, I think I had found a couple things that were like maybe even <laughs> 15 years old. Like some... uh do they still make flavored lipsticks? They make flavored lipsticks. Okay, so this is like such a random thing that I just thought about right <laughs> okay. now. Um, because I was thinking about the fact that you were pulling out stuff and you're like, I didn't even know I had this. Yeah. I mean, we can go into that in uh, in a little bit. But I have this crazy memory mm-hmm. of being in my grandma's room and she had, you know, her lipsticks right there on her counter or whatever. And I was young and... I was like, you know, you're like looking at them. It's like, oh, this shit is waxy. It's not like a crayon. You know what I mean? Just learning, essentially. And I was like smelling it. Trying it on. And I was smelling what it. Happens. I was like, what happens if I put this on? And I was like, damn, I got to stop. I'm too goddamn sexy. I like this a little too much. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him in this second not grade. Even ready show and tell. For this crimson lip. It was my grandma, so I doubt it was crimson. Yeah, no, it was like like, a mauve. Yeah. (laughs) Modest mauve. (laughs) Or maybe like a little rusty brown. You know what? Okay. Okay. So so (laughs) it was, I want to say it was brown. Yes. And and here's the thing is I remember smelling it and I remember it smelled like chocolate. Oh. So I'm. I think I took a pretty decent bite out of you it. You were just rubbing Rolo all over like your a, face. It was an old, it was an, <laughs> it was an old Tootsie Roll that it was just yeah. melting on her counter, and I was like, "Man, Grandma got the good." <laughs> You're like, "Yo, Rolo." I no wonder why girls like makeup. <laughs> You're like, "This shit is delicious." 
But I remember, I remember that it was like a chocolate smell. Okay. And I, I took a bite out of it. Oh like, fuck my yeah! Like God. this is chocolate. You like, ate the. Lipstick. And I took a bite out of it, and it was fucking nasty. How old like, were you? Um, I don't know. Like uh, young enough to like do it. Okay. So I don't know, fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was I was young, and I was still staying at my grandma's. Um, well, not staying, but you know, being babysat there. So. I would say that I was like roughly kindergarten, okay. first grade ish. Okay. Um, but I remember taking a bite out of it, and I remember it being disgusting. Ew. Uh, and That's then, so gross. and then I remember everybody. And your like, grandma was my pissed. grandma was so mad. <laughs> like you ate my damn lipstick. <laughs> it's my favorite chain. Yeah. <laughs> Is the discontinued? <laughs> Not at That's all. That's like she yeah. I was like Filipino. <laughs> Omar's grandma, grandma was Filipino. Discontinue. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> Whoops, wrong one. I'm sorry. I, that was such a ridiculous, uh, like deviation or non sequitur. I just, I just remember that I did that once, and I remember they, they were like, my grandma was pissed, mm-hmm. but not. Yeah, I mean, what's she gonna, what's she gonna do, like? <laughs> ground you i mean seriously it was like <laughs> i'm sure it was you? not that big of an event it's not like i wrote on the walls or nothing yeah, yeah, like it, but yeah. i just remember taking a bite of it and being like this is disgusting and i was like why did and that was kind of my first idea of like why would they put this on it tastes nasty yeah like if it doesn't taste good don't wear it <laughs> that was like my <laughs> that was my bar back why then. would they put this <laughs> like, on i was like yo you see this candy necklace it's fucking delicious that's why i wear candy it necklace. you see this ring pop <laughs> i'm balling with this fucking <laughs> ring can't. pop but uh, I'm sorry. So yeah, you you were finding a bunch of uh, oh yeah, old yeah. I just, I just was like doing a deep cleanse of my makeup <laughs> and organizing, and yeah, it's it's really coming together. We got the curtains, and we just got to put them up, and it's been a process. Yeah, definitely. Because um, let me just tell you guys, uh, those drawers from uh, one of my favorite stores, the Container Store, not sponsored, not sponsored, uh, the Container Store. <laughs> Yeah, so what I do is I buy their uh, men's shoe drawers that are clear, their pull-out drawers, and you can buy dividers that fit in there as well. Mm -hmm. And so what I found out was that those fit really well on my shelving, and they're able to really hold a large amount of makeup. It's clear so you can see it, and it's just aesthetically pleasing. I can see everything, and um, so I've been doing that, but like... They're expensive, and for the for the amount of makeup that I have and the amount of drawers that I need, it's mm-hmm. like it's a lot. I've been and, dropping dough on that yeah. room, and they're expensive. My and they are like flimsy as hell. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Like now, they're not they're not extravagantly expensive, but for like just like shitty plastic boxes, yeah. you're kind of like, wow, I'm yeah. spending kind of a lot. They're like this. ten bucks a pop. You're like this thing. Actually, will break. maybe even more than that. <laughs> like it has this real feel. Like I will break this if yeah. I pull it too hard or if I like stack them wrong. I think more like, if it drops. I yeah, think if definitely. it falls. Um, but like I said, it's it's making the room look good. Everything's looking very organized. Well, thank you very much. Um, I got to give it to you. You're really putting in work there. Yeah. But I I do want to mention that one of the things you pulled out. That mm-hmm. you're like, I didn't even know I had this. What? I forgot. What is it? Biopel? <laughs> Biopel? Yeah. I don't know what this is. It's but... a, a company that sent me. I don't know if the company. Shit, I didn't even, wasn't even ready for that one. I don't Wait, know if the company is Biopel or if that particular product from the company is called Biopel. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. 
either way, the product itself says <laughs> Biopel. And so then I opened this box and I had forgot that I had gotten it. Mm-hmm. And I opened it and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. And it's got all these little vials in it of liquid, like really small, tiny vials of liquid, kind of like a mini perfume sample of, of, of this random mystery yeah. liquid. Yeah, definitely. And so then I start reading it and it starts saying something about snail secretions. <laughs> and I'm like, Bleh. and so then we looked it up. Yeah. And then what was it saying? It it's, was like, it's basically slime. Yeah, It's, <laughs> it's big, snail slime. Snail snot. <laughs> yes, it's snail just goo. So it's like they I don't know if they scrape it or if they follow it. Yeah, <laughs> do they it's kill them? That trail. Like, do um, they wring them dry? <laughs> they squeeze them like an old towel <laughs> until you get all the Yeah. But it, I thought that was so funny. I was like snail serum like or snail whatever they I think it was serum was how they put it, but mm-hmm. um then yeah, we started seeing pictures and it's like, yeah, people you're essentially well, rubbing snails on your face. Yeah, so what a lot of people use it after they get any procedures done, whether it's like um, the vampire facials or anything that's kind of aggressive to your face, mm-hmm. peels and treatments. Um, I think even like plastic surgery, it helps restore it and helps it the skin grow back faster and helps heal it quicker, which I thought was kind of interesting. That that's just one added benefit. Like you don't have to have those procedures to use it. It's just they found in studies that if they do use it directly after those procedures, like you heal mm-hmm. way quicker. It's like back in the day when I used to hear like, oh, if you have like a scar, rub some vitamin, vitamin e. e on yeah, it. Yeah, like- that vibe. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I don't know. I gotta, I, I mean, I'm down to try it, but I'm also like kind of grossed out. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I have a hard time with thinking about like, Yeah. I mean, at least it doesn't come with like a snail applicator. <laughs> like, grab the shell, dunk the <laughs> what snail, the hell? and then like rub it come on your on. face. Um, but that just made me laugh. I was like, "Well, I guess you have some some really old snail vials Ooh. back there. <laughs> some snail juice I found. I'm gonna rub on my face, see uh, what happens. Imagine if you grow those little like antenna. <laughs> it's past its yeah, but it's probably day. like really expensive too. And then what if I really like it? I know that you're going to develop a brand new habit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn it. This is not what I needed. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that was good. Um, and then, yeah, most of the week was pretty basic. Most mm-hmm. of the action happened on the weekend. Right. Um, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I was featured in a music video, guys, for the very first time. That's right. She's a star. I'm a star. She's My a... on-screen debut. <laughs> a music video vixen. <laughs> a vixen with like a seven-year-old. I can't. Oh God. Uh, Why so... don't you give them the rundown of what we did? All right. So I'll, um. Okay, so my mother's cousin, mm-hmm. I don't really know what that makes him of mine, my cousin, my uncle, yeah. whatever. Your cousin, uncle. Um, <laughs> his, he's got a kid who's in, what, first grade? He's like so seven, he's like yeah. seven. Um, and the kid wants to make music, so um, we'll call him my cousin, Rich. My cousin, Rich, basically, uh, you know, has Pro Tools. He produces stuff like that for himself. A.K.A. Perro. A.K.A. Perro. El mero perro de San Pedro. Um <laughs> Because you never know who knows. That's right. So if you're in San, San Pedro, <laughs> look for a perro. Um, but he he basically was like, yeah, I'm, I'm helping him make music. He wants to make music, so I'm making him songs. And um, he's doing like 
punk rocky rap stuff mm-hmm. um and they had a, a music video that they were making and he calls me and he goes hey you know uh i want to know if you know if your fiance is down to be you know my like son's sister in this video and i was like <laughs> okay i was like hey nadia do you want to be the sister of a seven-year-old <laughs> <laughs> i was like may I could be his mother. I am flattered. <laughs> You're like, I'm down. <laughs> yes. I'm like, sister, I'm in. <laughs> if that's believable, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that's the thing with my cousin. Like, my cousin's been making music for a long time. Um, and anytime he needs anything, like, I always tell him, like, I don't care what it is, bro. I'm yeah, down. Yeah, family. Like, I'll, I'll support the yeah. fam. Um, he's like, yo, I need you to come, uh, you know, be my like hype man at the house of blues mm-hmm. i've done that like he's like mm-hmm. yo you know come help me write a verse or something and i'll go like and who am i like i'm just like whatever you need because yeah like, and any and that goes for any of my cousins yeah right? um so for him to be like hey you know my son's doing this would you guys help us out we're like hell yeah we'll be there um so we went there all masked up and stuff and uh you basically <laughs> start in a video now the song is called alexa doesn't want to play my song or sh- something like that but <laughs> alexa doesn't want to play my song alexa doesn't want to play my song that's how it that's goes. pretty much it that's pretty <laughs> much it and um nadia was playing the personification of yeah. alexa so in the video the kid wants alexa to turn on the tv play his music whatever and Alexa doesn't do it. Yeah, I was hired to bully so, a seven-year-old. Nadia has just hours. been there saying no I to was a like, seven-year-old, <laughs> like that. I'm not turning on the TV. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> I was like, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, when they get that finished, we can go ahead and and, and post, post, and post it. it, and you guys can see <laughs> Nadia's stunning debut. They made me wear a shirt that says "I love Alexa." <laughs> That was the best part. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to give you any notes because we're already here and the shirt is already here. We don't have any (laughs) options. But if it were me, (laughs) I would have maybe put a shirt that said, hello, my name is Alexa or hi, I'm Alexa or just straight up Alexa. (laughs) Not I love myself. (laughs) That was the best part. I was like, this Alexa really thinks highly of herself. Yeah, I love Alexa. I love Alexa. (laughs) I want an I love Omar shirt. (laughs) I love all marvelous. I'm like, yeah, that's me. So funny. Um, but I guess that was probably the like the biggest thing we did this week. Yeah, you know it was. I mean? uh, it was funny because you know I don't have any. I don't have any acting skills. I don't have any training. I have, you know, I have no idea. But and not that this was like a crazy acting gig or anything, but right, right, right. it forced me to get into character which is not something i'm used to doing so it's just it was just an interesting it was funny it was interesting <laughs> to just be like okay this is your vibe this is what you're doing and then i'm just sitting there like taunting this little kid <laughs> i don't even know if it looks right i don't even know if i'm like you know but i just thought you know just go extra with it because if you go extra they can always tell you to pull back and i always feel like that's better mm-hmm. than not doing enough mm-hmm you know, so that was my approach. Yeah, I mean, that that would happen to me at auditions and stuff. Like, you go in and you kind of go a little extra, like you say, and then that that gives the 
you know the the people that you're auditioning for or if you're already in a show or whatever that gives the director the ability to be like pull it back pull it back pull yeah. it back cuz asking someone to like push it forward sometimes i feel like can be harder yeah because you're like i mean okay does that mean more aggressive does that mean right. louder whereas if they go just pull it back a bit you like okay they like my energy mm-hmm. but it's just too intense mm-hmm. so you can tone it down yeah and um, of course it depends on like if we're talking about real acting not what i did <laughs> I, I mean, um, hey. it depends on like you know the type of role and what it's actually for right, because right, it's for like sure. different genres of things are obviously you know comedy and theater is going to be one thing versus drama you know it's like all different across the board but yeah yeah and it's and it's funny because like acting acting for the camera is definitely a different skill than like being uh, a theater actor right so like i i went to school for theater so all of my acting um experience if you will or study Mm -hmm. um was in theater Mm -hmm. where the people in the back have to hear you just right. as clear as the people in the front. Right. So you really learn to throw your voice out. Right. But then if you get into like a, a, a you know, camera audition or a, a show that's yeah, on camera, you can't, camp, be, you can't be yelling. Like they've got you mic'd. Yeah. It's about you know the subtleties. I mean? It's much more about like subtle, mm-hmm. you know, um, existence as the character. And then it, cause all that shit gets picked up on camera. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be superly like over dramatic. Right. And stuff. Um, but you did a really good job. Well, thanks. I mean, luckily I was there. <laughs> that was like, I need you to coach me. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> How else can I make fun of this little boy? Yeah. I'm running out of ideas. Yeah, I'm like, there's only so many eye rolls and <laughs> hands thrown in the air I can do. <laughs> oh, man, I really hope that video comes out soon and we'll be able to post it and show everybody. <laughs> That's going to be great. Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, Rich's son, his name is Nico. Yeah, uh, and he's on the gram too. Yeah, he's he's, he's that, what N- Nico he's so Nico Rich Ray. Yes, Nico Rich Ray. N I C O Rich. The R-A-Y. cutest little kid ever. Adorable. And it was funny because as we were leaving, because we were done with our scenes or whatever, his friends showed up. Remember? Right. Oh yeah. And then they were like, "You're Alexa. Like you've got your own Alexa." Yeah, well, because the parents <laughs> actually that made me chuckle because the parents. <laughs> We're like, yeah, she's Alexa, like totally lying to the kids, right? And it just made me like laugh because I thought about just all the BS that we do to kids when they're little because we know that they'll believe us, you know? And so then I went with it. I was like, yeah, you didn't know I'm Alexa. I'm Alexa. They're like, you are? Like, they're just like so confused. And I played it off. (laughs) And the best part about the whole thing is then... All his, like, his little friends that were there, they all have IGs, so now yeah. they follow you. They started following me. I was like, oh. This, like, group of seven-year-olds yeah. that are, like, following you. <laughs> They're like, is that Alexa? It doesn't say Alexa. Oh, <laughs> Who's not your mom report? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was fun. And then we, um, so we did that, and then that same uh, day, we came home. Um, and we were going to have a fitting with one of our really good friends, Vaughn, Vaughn Vaughn, we also call her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an amazing stylist, celebrity stylist. She styles Big Sean. She had just styled him for the Grammys mm-hmm. um, that same day. Mahershala Ali, Miguel, you know. So she's she's amazing. She's one of my dearest friends. Like her and I, we connect on a deeper soul level. <laughs> yeah. And it was cool because, you know, we were 
we're planning like a, a photo shoot. Yeah, soon. right. That's why she was so coming over. We needed some help because we're like, before we just go buy stuff, like, yeah, you know, and she had just done the Grammys. So literally, I was like, well, she just got tested. So yeah. she can definitely come over. Yeah, like, for we don't sure. Have to worry about it. You know, they gave her the rapid test or whatever. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but she did say that she had to get tested. So we knew it was good to go. And she came over and just went through our closet. It which was is like awesome. So like, weird because you're like okay here you know please here's celebrity stylist <laughs> look at all my garbage nah. clothing like mine at least right yeah. i'm like no nah, <laughs> i buy you some good things well you have yeah your other stuff i was is- like don't look at any of the mervin stuff <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you still have that we gotta go through their, your closet again your shoe game is a little weak if it's only just, you had a shoe connect. I well look, my shoe connect is I only buy shoes that I like and I happen to like unfortunately like skateboard shoes. That's like fine. Adidas. But those aren't necessarily like if we're gonna do a kick ass photo shoe where everybody's like no. something nice and then I got like well, some yeah, busted yeah. ass like buzz knits or Listen, <laughs> you know what I'm I don't saying? even know what a buzz knit it's, is. It's one of the shoes that Adidas makes. Well, it's you yes, you need to get a few more like in between like a boot and stuff like that that would be beneficial but i mean you got to be you like if that's what you like if you like to wear those skater shoes then wear them but you Mm -hmm. just need some new ones well yeah that's what it is like when it comes to like being who you are right whatever like my vibe was always like kind of like punk rocky and very my life right i don't care yeah like if you don't like my shoes like it doesn't matter yeah yeah, i'm not out here barefoot so i win you know what i mean that was like literally (laughs) as far as better my, than barefoot yeah that was like as far as my style went <laughs> That's my style motto <laughs> well better than barefoot well i'm not naked and i'm not barefoot so <laughs> i'm guessing these jeans and this ugly t-shirt uh, listen also i don't care but you know you're gonna be tripping when you stand next to me and i look fly shit so no i mean it happens all the time <laughs> i've learned not to care about that either. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm kidding. I, like, I have no self-esteem. No, stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, she she came over and changed my life with my wardrobe because yeah. the thing is is so so we yeah, we uh have a sh- photo shoot this weekend coming up. Um we just need content. We need we need to just have just a, a supply of photos that we can pull from. If I need to post something, we have photos of ourselves mm-hmm. and, you know, I need professional photos of myself alone in case, you know, for press kits and stuff like that. So Absolutely. it's like enough is enough. I need, we need to do a photo shoot because mm-hmm. we've only done the one and it was for our cover for art. The cover art. Right. So, um, you know, we need a variety. So anyways, we're having Aja, one of our good friends. And, and that's the awesome thing too, that we get to do for us is that we have so many talented friends that work in the industry, whether it's hairstylists to wardrobe stylists, to photographers, to videographers. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're stacked up in that department. Absolutely. We got so many amazing people that we can work with and it's awesome because they're our friends. So we get to create a little magic with their friends and it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like work. And so, yeah, so, so this weekend we're going to do that. And so I told Vaughn, I'm like, listen, I feel like, I have a lot of decent clothes that we can pull from. I just need a new set of eyes to kind of reconfigure them and maybe see what I don't see and kind of put shit together for yeah. me and then coordinate with what Omar has and put stuff together, look good together. And so she's like, yeah, of course, no problem. So she came over, 
she brought her daughter Roby, which we love so much too. We, we love her. And um, you guys stayed downstairs and watched. Well, we watched the Grammys first, mm-hmm. and we'll get into to what we thought about the Grammys. Absolutely. Um, we watched it, and then Vaughn and I went upstairs and did our own thing. And you hung out with Roby downstairs. And you, what did you put on for her trade well, to Busan? Well, yeah. So here's the funny thing: it's like, <laughs> how old is Roby? Sixteen? I think something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um. So huge bts fan right so she was all about you know bts yeah uh during the grammys and then when you guys went upstairs and started playing music and stuff she didn't want to go upstairs and i was like i'm not going to be of any help if i go up there <laughs> so i was like just sitting here and i was like so um because we get along like you know we've hung out with them so much yeah. so i was like hey you know whatever you want to watch on tv like i don't care you know let yeah. me know well you're always game for anything yeah and she's anyways. like well i want to watch she was trying to find some Korean show or something, right? Because mm-hmm. she's really, really in there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. Yeah, um, and we're culture. looking for it on like the fire stick. But I, I was, I don't know, I, we couldn't find it. And I was like, well, you know what? If if you like like Korean cinema and Korean like shows, have you seen Train to Busan? And she's like, no. So I was like, let's, let's throw it on. Mm-hmm. And okay, again, it's such a good movie. Like every time I watch it, and I watched it's it multiple so times, it's so good. But I didn't expect her to be so affected by it. Well, yeah, she's it, a the, young girl. <laughs> well, yeah. And you're but, a heartless older man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny. With the Black Hawk. She, yeah, she she puts it on and she's sitting like, we have like an L shape on our couch. Obviously, you guys have seen it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> she was like on the edge. She was like on the edge. And I'm on the way on the other edge, literally falling asleep. <laughs> And then I'll like, I'll, I was like, you were nodding. Yeah, I was nodding off. And then I look up and she was like, so into it. But then at the end, it does get very, very sad. Yeah. Like the last couple of scenes are sad. And she was crying her Aww. eyes out. And I felt so bad because I was like, holy shit. Like this little girl's little girl. You know, <laughs> what have you done? Like, sitting here crying. Traumatized. Like, her mom is going to get so mad. No, it was so funny. She came upstairs. <laughs> And she was just crying, and then I knew. I was like, oh, you got to the end. And she was like, if you don't cry in that movie, you don't have a heart. I was like, yeah, that's Omar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was so funny. Meanwhile, you guys were upstairs just Oh, we were jamming. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that's why I say Vaughn is my soul sister, because her and I connect on a... (laughs) You and I had this conversation earlier about how it's interesting how all our friends provide something different for us. You know, each friendship is different. Right. And with Vaughn, her and I connect on a very uh, like artist level. You know, we're both artists in different ways and we kind of love and respect the same types of things, whether it's music, Mm -hmm. um, clothing, whatever. It's just. We have a certain aesthetic, not everything, but I have an appreciation and so does she for a lot of the same things. So I knew I was like, let me have Vaughn come and see what she could put together in my closet because I feel like she could really see, you know, that I have. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I told her, I said, (laughs) okay, Vaughn, I got a lot of fast fashion in here. Like, don't judge me (laughs) because, you know, fast fashion, not only is it cheap, but, you know, it's not good for the environment and and good for society. But the thing is, is that I hold on to my clothes. I'm not a person that buys a lot of cheap shit and then gets rid of it quickly. Like I'm not recycling in and out of clothes like that. 
I will buy cheap clothes. I love a bargain, but it has to look, it can't look cheap. Mm -hmm. And I hold on to it for a minute Mm -hmm. for the most part. So, you know, I try to recycle it as much as I can. And that's what she told me. She was like, it's fine. As long as you do that, then it's okay. So I was like, okay, I got the, the <laughs> And then she was going through my closet and she's like, you have a lot of like good stuff. Like she was impressed. So I was like, yes. <laughs> You're like, nailed it. I don't have to buy anything. Yeah, I don't have to buy anything. Vaughn <laughs> thinks my stuff is cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, uh, she was like, you should write your closet out to style as they could pull things right here. I was like, okay, relax. <laughs> yeah, relax. <laughs> um, but so when she when we went up there, um, and it's fun because it's like now my my glam room is like my glam room slash closet slash, you know, little business space. And it's a vibe in there, you know? And mm-hmm. so we went in there and we were smoking and chatting and then we put on oh, okay, this this leads to <laughs> a funny conversation. So the other day, because her and I like the same song, a music, I came across Into the Night. Was it by Benny Mardones? I think it's... Yeah, Benny. I think it's definitely Benny, but uh, I'm assuming it's Mardones. Yeah. Um, Which is a song from the 80s. It's like a a pop song from the 80s. Um, (laughs) And it was just one of those songs that you're like, (laughs) wow, I forgot about this song. This is everything. And I remember all of the words. That's amazing. But also, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I sent it to her. I'm like, remember the song? She's like, oh my God, yes. And then her and I, unbeknownst to each other, started listening for weeks on end to the same playlist, Into the Night playlist (laughs) on Spotify. We found the same playlist and we listened to it for like weeks on end the same thing so i put it on for her not knowing she's like i've been listening to this for weeks and we're like oh my god so we're like jamming (laughs) out and then it's just funny because that song so getting back to that song (laughs) if you really listen to the lyrics it's terrible it's like about him taking a 16 year old girl out of her bed at night (laughs) like it's like it starts with like she's just 16 years old <laughs> leave her alone they said <laughs> <laughs> my god it's like and i'm like i love this song but now that i'm really like, paying attention i don't know you were like this is weird i'm and like this is like, inappropriate do you, do you know these lyrics like this is crazy like i shouldn't be listening to this or you know um <clears throat> did you happen to look up anything about that song because I Not, I did. Oh, okay. Because when you started, I was like, well, let me look into it because I know the song. I didn't you know look up I mean? specifics of the song. So, uh, so here here's here's what I found out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the song, uh, the song was written uh, obviously by uh, Benny Mardonis and his friend, uh-huh. um, a guy by the name of Robert Tepper. Okay. Okay. So, according to the story, and I'm going to paraphrase, but there was a girl who was 16 years old okay. who lived in the building that Benny Mardonis lived in. Oh. And she, he, you know, he was like, she's, there was, it was a plutonic, like, you know, relationship. Like, he would pay her to walk his dogs and stuff. Okay. So, it because, wasn't a romantic. Because this, this 16 year old, her name was Heidi mm-hmm. or something. Um, and apparently... She didn't have like a really good family, and you know they're all they're living in the same building. Okay. So he's like he was feeling bad for her and stuff oh. like that. So 
that's kind of their like friendship like okay. oh you know here you walk my dog and i give you some money and like he felt like he was helping out okay so now uh now benny and, and robert uh, are trying to write some songs and they're kicking this lick around or whatever the, the song you know and they can't figure it out she comes over to pick up the dogs mm-hmm. or something and you know benny doesn't care but this guy robert's like oh shit like who is this because <laughs> apparently she was attractive oh my god and he and benny and says 16. that's that's where that came from because he was like hey man she's 16 years old leave her alone uh-huh oh benny said that that's what benny oh, said oh good okay so good job and he benny. was like hey you know what <laughs> play that song again i got an idea uh-huh. And that's where the song kicks in. That's where that came from. Where him, him basically telling like, "Hey, man, leave her alone. Yeah, um, don't be nasty." And and the thing is that apparently, um, the rest of the song, like he's like, "If what is it like? If I could fly, I'd pick yeah. you up and I'd yeah. take you I'd out. Pick you up, I take you into the night and show you the world." <laughs> okay, so according <laughs> according to what I read, like Benny, you've never seen. Ever seen? <laughs> oh, hold on! I just got a text message from the estate of Benny Mardonis. Stop singing our song! I'm gonna you get don't... in trouble. <laughs> you don't They're gonna have hit me. Permission. They're gonna hit me for millions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently, all the the lyrics in regards to like taking her out of there, yeah, was him being like, "I wish I could take you out from your out shitty, shitty situation," uh huh, because I, I guess their dad left them or something like that. Okay. But all of the other kind of yeah, sexy still very part insinuating. was from yeah, the other partner. guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's, it is and it isn't like yeah. that. But I, I really thought that was funny. And I was like, I have to look this up because I, I remember I had heard it on, uh, on the Ralph Report, which is another podcast I listened to. Mm-hmm. And they had, they, they go through like either one hit wonders or happy hits right. like that. And they had told the story. So I was like, I know there's something to this story. <laughs> But I got to find out. So that's that's, interesting. that's the story of uh, okay. Into the Night. So Benny was like, nah, I'll leave her alone. And mm-hmm. the other guy was like, come on, man. <laughs> He's like, dude, she's fine. He's like, uh, she's 16, bro. Leave her alone. <laughs> oh, hold on. Play that song again. Leave her alone, they said. <laughs> yeah. It's just this song. Like, now that I know the, the truth of the song, I feel a little bit better about it now. <laughs> I can jam out uh, to it Yes, <laughs> now I can jam out to it and not feel guilty. But it's one of those songs that I just can play over and over and over again, and it feels good to sing it. Like, you want to blast it in your car and sing it. And yes, it's from the 80s. I love old music. So <laughs> if there's younger people listening, they're like, what the hell is this? I don't care. It slaps. Okay? It slaps. Absolutely. And it feels good. <laughs> feels good on my vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> so um that pretty much wraps up what we did uh, <laughs> I think the week. Um I feel like we're forgetting something though. No? Um maybe. Well, you know but... no, what we did, what we promised last week is to talk about real quick the the shows that we had been watching. Um Yeah, absolutely. We had Woody Allen and WandaVision. Mm-hmm. So I think um why don't we just talk about wandavision because it's it's already been over so anyone who saw it most likely you've seen it if you haven't seen it definitely go ahead and uh it's on disney plus so if you have the blues (laughs) the blues uh definitely check it out it's a wonderful show um 
and sure it's about comic book characters and you know the, the marvel cinematic universe and if it's not your thing i totally feel you don't trip but it is so much more a show about grief and loss right that that it, it's like it's compelling television yeah um and they did like a super super good job so the idea and you know i guess spoilers but if anyone has seen any of these marvel movies um there's a character by the name of vision played by paul bettany mm-hmm. and um wanda maximoff played by elizabeth olsen mm-hmm. and in the movies they have like a relationship and he ends up getting killed mm-hmm. in the in the movie and he doesn't come back right so this show picks up kind of directly after that movie Endgame, and it's her grief. And she has created like a world or whatever um, where every episode is a different sitcom replica from a different decade. Mm-hmm. So it starts in the 50s and then it goes like, you know, all the way to mm-hmm. current. But she doesn't know that she's creating this reality. She's R- unaware. Right. Well, yeah, she's like, a well, it's kind of weird. Like in the way that they explain it is, she knows that she did it, but she mm-hmm. doesn't know how, how? she's doing right. it. Okay. And that gets into a conversation of like, what are her powers and this isn't that. And mm-hmm. uh, until I get positive feedback from the listeners, I won't go into all of that. <laughs> yeah, know, we have more like, female listeners. Of this Marvel yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah, poor Omar is like, what can I talk about? <laughs> anybody listening? Uh, anybody watch Marvel? <laughs> anybody out there? <laughs> That's Omar. <laughs> They're like, get back to the glam room and the makeup. <laughs> I'm like, no, superheroes. <laughs> no, well, I mean, here's the thing. I We've talked about this before. I like Marvel. I, I just never really... Obviously, you're a bigger fan than I am. Sure. I appreciate the stories. I appreciate the production value and the movies itself and like how epic they are. But I'm not one to be like, oh, yeah, that shit's coming out. Let's go. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not... That's just not my thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I always appreciate watching it. However, I really do feel like with WandaVision, even if you're not really into it, I feel like this might be the one that you'd be willing to watch. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, and I do feel like a lot of people didn't care for it in the very beginning because it has a slow start and it's kind of confusing because they don't explain what's really happening. It takes mm-hmm. a minute to unfold. So you kind of have to be patient with it and just keep watching so keep that in mind if you start watching it in the beginning and you're like, this shit's boring. Like, this shit's whack. Like, I don't even understand. It does get way better and it it unfolds and you understand what's happening. Yeah. So. And, and it's it's cool for, like, for me who I'm, I, I don't try to force these movies on you. Because right. I'm like, yo, if you don't want to watch them. You just throw it on. Deal. I'll just throw it on. And then I'm like, oh, this, like, this is good. Yeah, you were like, this is great. I was like, yes, she's interested. <laughs> What do you want to hear? <laughs> so, okay, there was this guy named Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it helps that you explain everything to me. It makes it more enjoyable because I'm not right. lost. And you're really good at that, so I'm lucky yeah, in that And department. I like it because it makes me feel important. <laughs> she couldn't have gotten through this without me. <laughs> if it wasn't for um, me. <laughs> but like I said, um, it's it's really good. And we won't go on you know, too long. But mm-hmm. there is something that I, I, I do want to point out that there's... Uh, further on in, in, in the episodes, there they're having a conversation about you know grief and and how she's like i don't you know i don't want to feel this way and i miss you and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um and there's a little brief interaction where he where one of the line or one of the little speeches he gives is and it, and it goes like this i'll read it word for word cuz i thought it was like one of the best lines ever mm-hmm. um he says it can't all be sorrow can it 
He's like, I've always been alone, so I don't feel the lack. He goes, uh, it's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. Because mm-hmm. he is a synthesoid or robot or mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. But his last word is, or his last little line in that, he says, but what is grief if not love persevering? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my God. Very true. I yeah. remember that line now that you read it back. Yeah. And yeah. it's delivered so well. It's Oh, it's really good. Now that line has, of course, divided people because you know really well yeah there's people who are like about it and people who are like not why would they not be about it um you know it was i was trying to look up the actual like anti-sentiment towards it but um i you're like let me search the internet real quick i I would have to search the internet (laughs) right now for it i just know that i was reading stuff that people were like kind of divided and i don't know if it was more of like the fact that a lot of screenwriters were like, damn, that was so good. Oh, they're like, just hating on it? I didn't do it. it. Are they hating on it? I don't know. But um, again, just, just to cop it Well, to look into that because I'm curious. Yeah, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to research that and then uh, you okay. know, only you and I will know. Um, <laughs> but definitely, guys, if you guys want to check something out that's really good, um, it's uh, WandaVision. Yeah, and you, I think we've come across other guys, that other men that love Marvel and have gotten their girlfriends or, 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 you know, wives or whatever to, <laughs> to watch WandaVision and they mm-hmm. get really excited because they're like, yo, I got her to watch WandaVision. Like she likes WandaVision. And it's yeah. like, it's like, oh, that's the one that we're down to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Like me and a couple of friends are like texting. He's like, yo, my girlfriend's totally into this now. I'm like, yeah, that's great. We're like, You're like, me too. Yeah, we're being so lame. <laughs> like, we're <just> like, Nerds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was one thing we promised we'd talk about. The other thing that we promised we talk about mm-hmm. is the Woody Allen documentary, which Whew. we just finished. It so, is heavy and dark. Yeah. If you've ever wanted to definitely get a confirmation that Woody Allen was kind of a creepy piece of shit. Uh, yeah. This documentary Total piece of shit. will totally confirm that for you. And um, I, I got to say that. Pause for a moment with Penny. <laughs> Again, the dog is completely <laughs> unimpressed with our show. <laughs> it's just so loud. Yeah, well, you're sandwiched by dogs. I'm sandwiched. Right now. Sorry, um, go on. But yeah, definitely, it's 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 a documentary about uh, Woody Allen and um, well, it's Woody his, versus Pharaoh or Pharaoh versus Allen. I mean, it's I think it's pharaoh versus allen or allen versus pharaoh uh-huh it's, it's one of them but it's it's their names but it's it's mostly about well it's actually all about um his inappropriate uh relationship and actions with um their adopted daughter mm-hmm. by the name of dylan mm-hmm. dylan pharaoh mm-hmm. um and man it is it's, it's, it's just sad whew, it's, it was it's, it's a tough watch like i i definitely think people should watch it yeah like, it's really well made mm-hmm. um Nothing seems like it's coming out of left field. Like everything looks very much so like backed up, like mm-hmm. court documents, absolutely, and things like that. But it's it's a story of abuse and uh, you know them not believing her or mm-hmm. hit, or or Woody Allen having the power and the mm-hmm. clout Hollywood. to bury shit. Yeah, um, and it's brutal, man. It's it's just it it was it was a real bummer. Yeah, it was a really sad. It was really hard. It was a hard watch, but. Like you said, I think I think these types of um, docu series or or um, just all these 
documentaries that are coming out now, like I said before, I'm here for it because we have to reveal the truth. Like, I think that that's so important. And the fact that she's been carrying this heavy burden and she's only one person Mm -hmm. that was, well, we don't know actually that was affected in, in this particular situation. However, her coming out can inspire others to come out and speak their truth as well. Right, right. And I think the fact also that, you know, he somehow has gotten away with this for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And her putting this out there with all of the proof, all of the court documentation, you know, Mia would record them a lot and film them a lot. She was constantly, there's like a lot of um, very personal home videos and photos that they, that they put in this documentary. And it's all of the kids in the family. She adopted several kids from different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, her first two were her biological, though, I think, right? The two older sons? Um, I think so, I but think, not with him. No, 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 not with him. With yeah. with a previous husband, I believe. Um, but the rest of her children, I think she had like something like nine kids or something like that that she adopted from all over. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that she's a very kind-hearted sweet person yeah but to a fault that it it made her a bit naive mm-hmm. um and i think there were things it's so it's so hard because you're not in her in those person's shoes and you wonder would i see it would i see the signs would i choose to believe them mm-hmm. and what dylan says in the documentary is that after she this came out and she came public with everything she got a lot of feedback from other people that had similar experiences as her but the difference was that their mother didn't believe them right and that is just at least once mia figured it out and found out she was supportive of dylan all day and she went after woody um only for a little bit it's funny because she really didn't go after him because she really wanted to be like let's move on i don't want to traumatize my daughter any further right right which is also why they they didn't they kind of put a stop to to investigating it further in the beginning because she was only like seven years old or something like that and the attorney and mia decided it was in her best interest to not traumatize her further and drag her through this like crazy whirlwind of court because Mm -hmm. of course not only is that already traumatic but he's a public figure so it's going to be a circus right right um so they decided not not to do that and in one way it kind of damaged the the image because then people thought oh well they pulled out from the investigation it must not be true it kind of gave him that leeway to be right well he immediately when you know when uh the daughter dylan told me like this Mm -hmm. is what happened you know um he took me to an attic and basically molested me um and kept the story consistent yeah well yeah 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 that that like i i'm i'm fully in her camp like i don't need to be no this is not anymore. for you i'm just but i'm saying <laughs> that he immediately went on the attack yeah exactly like, immediately was like oh mia is making her say this i would never do this mm-hmm. like she's trying to manip jeez <laughs> she's trying to manipulate uh not only her but all of the children mm-hmm to be anti me mm-hmm. and that and that's the story that he kind of ran with mm-hmm. and again because everybody's like oh he's woody allen he's like yeah you know the bomb blah blah blah, blah. uh and he has a really strong pr machine right um and it, it just kind of you know he he was able to 
skate by it. And mm-hmm. like you said, when it came down to, it wasn't really investigation, it was like prosecution. Mm-hmm. When it came down to actually prosecuting him mm-hmm. or going to trial, the only real witness they have is mm-hmm. Dylan. Mm-hmm. And the well, and the other kids too, which, right? But she's the one that it yeah, happened of course, to. Of course. So the other kids could say, let's say, in the context of the show, like, "Oh yeah, we lost track of her, and that's when it happened." Mm-hmm. But the only one that can say this is exactly what happened was Dylan, right, right? And because she was so young and already, you know, really traumatized about it, the lawyer in question was like, "I cannot put this child mm-hmm. up on the stand," right? Which, which, like you're saying, it was a detriment to. I to guess, the case. you know, to, to the case and mm-hmm. to closure of that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's a, it's a tough decision. Cause like yeah. I was saying, let's say that he says, okay, fine. We're going to put the kid up there. Mm-hmm. And then the kid now has to go through it all. Mm-hmm. Like explain everything that happened to mm-hmm. her again. Who says that she's going to hold up to cross examination mm-hmm. to having an adult mm-hmm. who's basically going to be calling her a liar and be like, well, could it be that your mom said this? And could it be like, yeah, you know, at, at seven or however old she was, like, you're not going to be able to really stand up to that. No, chances are she'll crack or chances are she'll, like, negate her statement or maybe just shut down completely. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, then it becomes a, okay, see, it was all a lie because she couldn't even tell us right. in court They'll where run it with mattered. It. Mm-hmm. And if that's the only chance you get mm-hmm. that people will consider it, mm-hmm. like, Real. important mm-hmm. or this is when it was meant to mm-hmm. be said she doesn't say it then she had to go through all that now yeah. everybody's calling her a liar mm-hmm. you know and so it's a it's a tough decision i don't yeah. i don't really know like i i want to say that i side with the lawyer of not pursuing it for you know her sake yeah but you're just kind of like man no like, i think my gut tells me that they did for that reason because that it's right. that's a it's that's heavy for a child to to go through she's already dealing with a lot um and so unfortunately you know it just delays things because at least now she's getting i don't even want to say redemption because that's not even the right word but you know he it's he's more of validation to val- her story exactly thank you now yeah, now people are actually believing her because here is a documentary with so much evidence and you know it really shows as far as his films are concerned i never really i kind of missed the boat on uh, watching them they're older movies so i never well, got I mean, around not really well, yes, well no no yes, his classic been... original ones like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the one with diane keaton and like well, she's annie been hall in a few, and, few of them yeah and, annie hall yeah, i mean the, he's, he's made like a movie or two a year, year yeah like yeah four. something crazy <laughs> i think like, like 98 films now or something like that mm, I, I thought i saw I something like that but i know it was like something like 40 years or whatever that he's been doing it and right he had like almost like 60 i want to say it was closer to 60 i don't know the okay. point is the point is that the, he kept working after all of this yeah and a bunch of actors and actresses definitely kept working with him mm-hmm. and raving uh, about him uh, yeah a lot of them like even stood up for him and stuff mm-hmm. um then that's fine like whatever like do do you is and it these, though and the, well here's the thing i don't these know if it's are, fine well here here's the thing these are mere not i mean according to the when you look at the documentary, you're like, there's no way these are just allegations. But right. as at far as time. everybody else knows, these are just allegations. He keeps convincing everybody that Mia uh, Farrow is like, uh, you know, manipulating the kids and she's just trying to get back at me. Yeah. So, like, I think they even said in the documentary, when somebody that you like, mm-hmm. you know, is like 
is kind of running the argument, you mm-hmm. tend to be like, okay, of course, like there's that shadow of doubt and you're more likely to be like on their side of course. because you hold them in, in, in high regard. esteem. Yeah. You know? um, and you don't want to believe that those things are true about somebody that you yeah, love and respect. Right. And even, and even at the end of the documentary, and it's only four episodes guys, but you know, they're, they're lengthy, mm-hmm. but they always say the same thing. It's like, he hasn't been convicted. He continues to negate anything. Mm-hmm. So these are all allegations. If you yeah. So take everything we say with the word allegedly mm-hmm. beforehand so that nobody gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, man. If you, there, if there's you a wanna... lot of interesting things in that documentary, you know, just even the brother, what he tweeted. I, I will get into it because we're running out of time. But um, it's an interesting watch. Um, I think it's important to watch because it just really, I think it's, it's already been, you know, with the Me Too movement and Time's Up, it's like, we got to get these creeps out of here. It, it's enough is enough. They, And that's where the argument comes of, do you still respect the art and leave the art and keep it separate from the person that's creating it? Mm-hmm. Or does it go hand in hand and you cancel them completely? Because, I don't know, I, I can't, that's what I was trying to get at, is I never really watched his movies. So now at this point, what I know of Woody Allen, I, I'm like, cancel Woody Allen I don't give a shit like I'm yeah, not down yeah. I don't want to see his shit I, I'm boycotting his movies and I love Diane Keaton but I just I can't I can't support that so it's just Hollywood has um, a grasp and a huge influence on society mm-hmm. and this is who they're putting out there this is who they're putting giving awards to and putting them on this pedestal and I right. just they celebrate and support the wrong people sometimes because society doesn't know. Yeah. And but. I mean, you, you see it all the time. You know, you saw it with people that were backing Bill Cosby. Right. And after all, everything that's just like, nah, man, like, mm-hmm. no, he's, he was so, he was so important. Yeah. And, Michael and too. We don't know. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Same thing with, same thing with R. Kelly. Ugh, like who backed him up. Dude. What are you talking about? How long have you known that R. Kelly did well, yeah, all these things? That's and true. the dude was still that's a crazy true. superstar. That's there was a, true. There was a cartoon um, back in the day based on a comic strip called The Boondocks. Mm-hmm. And in it, they had like an R. Kelly episode. Mm-hmm. And there's a lawyer who's trying to, you know, the, in the cartoon, the lawyer character is trying to try the case. Mm-hmm. And the little kids who are like super streetwise and stuff are telling him, they're like, I think you are underestimating how much people love R. Kelly. <laughs> and he's like, no way. Like, he's, it's clear. And he's like, nah, you don't know. And of course, the, the show's crazy and like all these people are going crazy. But that's what yeah. happened. Even, even now, even Richard Ramirez, we saw those ladies that were like, nah, he didn't do it. Like, you know, oh it's, my God. It, yeah, there, you're going to have people on both sides. Um, so watch the documentary and we didn't get into the Grammys. We'll, we'll, we'll finish it up because there's not much for me to say about the Grammys, <laughs> but watch it. Um, Oh, but you know what? Before we move on, I do wanna I do wanna point out one thing. Do you want to talk about the parental uh, alienation claim? Well, yeah, I mean that. I yeah, we can say that real quick. That one of the things that that was brought up in in this documentary was the fact that one of Woody's tactics was to go after Mio, Mio, Mia, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and kind of basically say that 
she was supplying Dylan with this information. She was brainwashing her to go against Woody. You know, basically what you had already said. Mm-hmm. And so what that is parental that what that is called is parental alienation. Um, and it's a common claim that happens in court with custody battles or with um, basically if it let's say you're a mother and you find out that your husband or the father is abusing the child and you take them to court and they claim this claim with the parental uh what is it called again (laughs) alienation claim parental alienation and here's what it says says, parental alienation is a set of strategies that a parent uses to foster a child's rejection of the other parent right your dad ain't shit exactly or your mom ain't Mm -hmm. shit whatever but and it says parental alienation syndrome develops in children who come to hate fear and reject the targeted parent mm-hmm. as someone unworthy of having a relationship mm-hmm. with them so that is woody allen saying he's like she's being coerced mm-hmm. to hate she's being taught to hate me mm-hmm. and she's a little girl and she's easily manipulated and that's why now she believes that i did this mm-hmm. but that's all because of you know this you know the, the uh that's all because of mia mia farrow and this and that but the more staggering mm-hmm. um fact of that was that they they said in the documentary that the lawyer was like parental alienation is like something that's in every custody battle. right like super it, common it, it's super common mm-hmm. they pull but, that card many times but but what was sad was that they were saying like they often do not believe the mother right and that if you make that claim mm-hmm. of like abuse mm-hmm what was it? Um, 98% of those cases. 98% of those cases, you know, there's usually some kind of claim of parental alienation. But. No, no, no. 90% of the cases are lost. Not that they're Oh, are lost. Oh, yeah. that the mother loses. Exactly. The, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. That's the statistic. And not only that, but they'll lose visitation Yeah, sometimes. they lose everything. Like. By reporting Isn't it. that ridiculous? It's insane. That is insane. 98%. And a lot of those kids that end up going to the fathers i think it was framed by fathers so i don't want to say that it's you know only the fathers but the let's say that when the child goes to the parent that that claim was made against Mm -hmm. oftentimes they are obviously abused further Mm -hmm. because that was really happening Mm -hmm. and that that was like that was yeah that was a rough one that that i really that really bothered me yeah and that these are the holes and the flaws that are in our system you know Mm -hmm it's just it's like how do we fix all of these things there's just so many things and it's how do we go about it but this is the first step is is to just pull the wool you know Mm -hmm. out from people's eyes and let them see the truth and let them see that yeah okay you love woody allen but guess what he's a pedophile so and this is the truth and are you gonna back up this pedophile I know that that sounds blunt, but this is the real. Allegedly. Get out of here. I'm not trying to get sued. No. I stand with you, Dylan. I believe you, girl. Uh, We stand. I I believe you. Yeah, I believe her all day. Um, So, wow. I I mean, we went a little bit long on the Woody Allen thing, and we're not trying to depress anybody. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's lift it up with some Grammy talk. Let's lift it up with some Grammy talk, if that's even possible. Why? Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. So I would what, I, I, I would honestly say I'll start the conversation by saying I think 
even for someone who doesn't really watch the Grammys, yeah, you're not a award show guy. This was like one of the best Grammys that I've ever seen. Right, there's a whole lot less. Um, uh, there was a lot less awards, less speeches. Yeah, and the speeches that were given were not good. No, that like, no one really sorry. had any good speeches. Like, I'm sure I, you know good intentions. And I like Megan's you know, speech. Yeah, I mean, but it dragged, <laughs> and that's fine. You know, she was excited and, and good for you. Like you deserve it. Like her song blew up. Last yeah, year. Huge so she year. she definitely deserved it. Um, but a lot less speeches equals a lot more performances. Right, and because it was done in this social distance, COVID, right. They had this incredible, I think they had like five different stages. Mm -hmm. And that's why all of the musicians could see the other musicians mm -hmm. perform. And that was that was really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. And I think that because this is the first uh, Grammys in the in the pandemic era, I think a lot of people tuned in to be like, how are they going to do this? How, you know, how is this going to come about? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were some awkward moments and it's it's um. It's a harsh reality to see when you see them outside on a rooftop with the Staples Center behind them and they're all sitting with masks and there's two people at a table and they're spread <laughs> yeah. apart. It's like strange to see. Um, and you're just like, damn, this really is a reality. Because like for some reason, I still can't grasp it a year later. I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is happening? Like, I just, <laughs> It's so crazy to me. Um, so, there, you know, there were awkward moments, but I think because of the pandemic and because like you said they were able to have so many stages they were really able to take their performances to another level yeah um and and production wise it was that was really cool to see that people were able to kind of and and it wasn't some of them were live and some of them were pre-recorded too so they had this leeway to really get it right and mm -hmm. go all out and i think for the most part there were a lot more um enjoyable performances than there are normally i will say that in the so okay so here's the other big difference of why this also happened was because for the past 40 years the grammys has been produced by this older white guy <laughs> what is his name ken his ulrich name is ken ken ehrlich ehrlich yeah he's been doing it for 40 years mm -hmm. so i think they were like all right ken take a seat we're gonna need a young buck up in here to, to keep us modern you know and Get, get us with the times and that's kind of what it felt like it was like okay this feels a little more current than it normally does mm -hmm. um and yeah they had he what's his name he's like 39 ben, years ben old Winston. yeah he produced it um he produces the car what did you say carpool karaoke yeah he works with on james corden's show right so i think he yeah, he was somehow very involved in like carpool karaoke. I think right. I, I want I want to say he might have even been an editor or something like that. Uh, I was hearing it on Pop Culture Happy Hour. <laughs> they were talking about it, but it, it it made me laugh because they were like, "Say what you want about carpool karaoke. Like I know a lot of people don't like it. I I don't even watch it. I like, but it. the skits that I've seen or the mm -hmm. clips I've seen, they're all edited really well. Mm -hmm. Like it's an it's it's good, and I think it really freshened up the Grammys. Like, yeah. It was much more enjoyable, right? Um, so let's let's do some like rapid fire stuff. Okay, like I said, we're we're, <laughs> we're going long. Um, what do you think was maybe your favorite performance? Oh shit! Now I can't remember off the top of my head. From the top of my head, what I what I did love, um, I loved Dua Lipa's disco moment because it mm -hmm. was all glittery, and I just 
I love her vibe. I love that she brings um, this disco dance pop um, energy to to music right now because I think I don't know that I just I love that kind of music. So it's just right. fun and light and easy. Um, somebody did say that her choreography looked like TikTok dancing, which I thought was hilarious uh. and kind of true. <laughs> but I still fuck with her, and I would love to do her makeup. Like she's one of my dream faces to paint because i think she's stunning and she just wears makeup really well Mm -hmm. like you could do really fun stuff with her but um i think yeah her and everyone is giving bruno mars and his what is his His, crew okay so it was it was bruno mars and anderson Anderson pack and they have a little group called silk little group you know just a little (laughs) whatever group on the grammys uh, called Silk Sonic, right? And they did two songs. Yes. Um, they, I don't. I don't think they need to do two. Yeah, me, I don't. Personally. I didn't think so because the first one was actually their song. Okay, the one that you really liked that it was. Right. They were all in like this seventies. Yeah, kind of I liked it with that like Soul starburst yeah. kind of background. And of course, and I liked it. it. It was that was man that song. That's my first time hearing that song. Yeah, I never same. heard that song. It's called Leave the Door Open. Uh huh. And man, that's a good song. People didn't. People were <laughs> and not. People were not about it. No, they were. They're tired of Bruno at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're the, like yeah. Bruno again. Yeah. Uh. And I'm just like, what? The guy can perform. <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. I was down for it. Um, I can't think who else. Uh, Megan and Cardi. I had like multiple thoughts about that was conflicted conflicted thank you um was because i thought that megan killed it but Mm -hmm. for me personally i just thought that the whole bed scene and they were slapping their asses and grinding on each (laughs) other for me and my i guess i have a layer of prudeness and it's because i can just hear my dad in the back of my head like watching (laughs) "Eh, what are they doing this is inappropriate (laughs) There's children, there's families watching. <laughs> and it's funny. And that rang in my head and I thought, oh, man, this is a little too much. Just a touch over than what I think we need to see on the Grammys. But other than that, like the whole stage and the production value, like, you know, they killed it. And so. Yeah, absolutely. And and it was funny because I was, I was having that that feeling too yeah like, we were like the old people old. yeah because i'm watching and there's so much ass on the <laughs> grammy stage and i'm just like this is the grammys yo like times are changing like, don't get me wrong i was not hating on it i'm like bring on <laughs> as much ass as you want like right. i'm not i'm not hating but it was just it just struck me as funny uh in the way there's like man times times change times change but it it kind of reminded me of when three six mafia won an oscar oh i remember, I remember that yes for, yes was it hustle and flow or yeah i think so what i, I can't remember what the mm-hmm. name i think that's the name of the movie but you know it's hard out here for a pimp or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, they yeah. won an oscar for it and i remember my girlfriend at the time uh her grandfather oh no you know, old white guy oh shit and he was just pissed oh god like, like, can you believe they gave to that song like that and i was like yeah what's the big deal you know yeah what I, mean? I was like dude it was a good song like yeah that just slaps like, exactly and uh and now years later i'm yeah. like is this too much ass for the grammys <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's a little bit of a different sentiment though because yeah, yeah absolutely. you know um but how- the grammys are notoriously known for not giving the right people right and like the I said, awards it, they deserve it, but at the same in the same 
like breath it was like something like it, the performance was good mm-hmm. like the production value of it was yeah. dope like all the dancers did their thing mm-hmm. the dancing like, was amazing the, the, you know like you said it was a big ass bed and like yeah. a big old stripper heel the stripper heel was all tight. of that so it was like yeah. i was like yo this is dope um what i thought was really funny was the uh the fact that because it's on national TV and it's like a friendly uh, song or a friendly show, all the lyrics to WAP oh, yeah, they were had to basically them. gone. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they even added in extra words. They just didn't say them. They just didn't say them. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's the... Uh... Okay, this is, there's a portion of WAP, right? Where, mm-hmm. where Cardi B's like, uh, I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. <laughs> I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swings in the back of my throat. Right? So that's a that's like a that's some bars, right? Right. There. But in the in, if you guys can find it, definitely go back and watch it and just watch how many yeah what words they can't are put in cut there. out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I want to I want to I want you to throw. <laughs> like what are you even performing at this point point? just dance (laughs) no for real yeah that that was my thoughts on that and then of course um beyonce killed it beyonce looked amazing she didn't perform but you know just her presence killed it (laughs) yeah to me it looked like she couldn't really breathe no she couldn't breathe (laughs) like they had her stretched yeah Yeah. she was cinched they look good though she looked amazing and (laughs) i love how like we didn't really see i don't know maybe we missed it because we didn't really watch the red carpet but i feel like we didn't think beyonce was going to be there and then all of a sudden she just casually was just sitting at the table it was like panted beyonce and she's just like oh yeah you know i just happened to be here you know i'm gonna stop (laughs) by for a minute yeah just you know i had to come because (laughs) my daughter won a grammy so they told me to be here like no but she was nominated for like what nine nominations And, you know, obviously, as everyone knows, she broke records. And she won four. Mm-hmm. She right. won four. And now she's tallied up at, what, 28 mm-hmm. Grammys that she won. Um, which which is, is the most, right? Mm, the most for a female singer, I, I believe. the most for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's like singer, male or female. Okay. I'll like, she did that. Like I wrote woman because I saw something about female. But anyways, well, I'll let's look just it say, let, you know, I think she deserves it. It like, doesn't let's just even say matter. She's got the most. Yeah, you know, she's she totally did it. Um, but nothing in a major category like you had found yeah, out. Like I was, which I, is I interesting. Heard that, I heard that earlier too. They were like, whatever their four Until major, now, the four major Grammy categories, right? Um, she the last time she won a major, oh, uh, category was single ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other stuff is what they don't consider major categories but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that well it's still a you grammy know, yeah she didn't win grammys yeah, and yeah. That the songs didn't you know but it's just interesting it. to see that you would think with that many that many nominations that many wins and, and that majority of them were not quote unquote in the major categories. so i just thought that was kind of weird mm-hmm. um let's see what else do you know what those four categories are by the way the major ones let me guess uh yeah. Best new artist, mm-hmm. uh, album of the year, mm-hmm. song of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's record of the year. Oh, record of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so then. So then what? Did I say four? Yeah. You said album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist. Those are the what they consider the four major categories from the Grammys. Got it. The big four. 
Wait, why am I confused as to what dif- what's the difference between song and record and album? Because the album obviously is the whole thing. Then the song is individual, and the album is what again? <laughs> the album is the whole thing. Yeah, but then that's that's the record. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. What's the record? Sorry. Uh, I think the record is for. Um, I want to say it's like the. It, I always consider a record and a song kind of the, the same. same thing. That's what I thought, but. Again, but that, two I different guess categories. that's why we're not <laughs> we're not voting. <laughs> no, that's why they kicked us out. <laughs> well, we need more diversity in the votes, okay? Yeah, because seriously. And then, okay, and so then now that we're at that category topic, um, mm-hmm. that what do you think about Billie Eilish's acceptance speech? <laughs> so look, I'm all about it. Like, fine. Like, same thing when like Adele, you know? Yeah. It was like, yo, Beyonce, you should have won this. Yeah. Like, whatever. They're giving um, the props where they're due. They- my biggest issue, and this is so stupid. My biggest issue with her speech was that she was so far away from the microphone. <laughs> that or the sound <laughs> wasn't done. And that was just killing me. I was like, I don't care what she's saying. Like, yeah. You know, aren't you a singer? <laughs> no, I to think. the microphone. Because I think. But that it could have been a sound issue. And I think that she was uh, taken aback that she even won. So it was almost like, I can't even fully go up here. Like, uh, what am I? Like, it was like, she was like, <laughs> I can't even walk up all the way up to the mic. Like, this is not for me. This is for you. Kind of a thing. <laughs> Which I thought was dope of her. Um, but my thing that I thought was kind of cringy and weird was that she was like, I think about you constantly. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's strange. <laughs> constantly. Like, and I, I feel like it was one of those moments, poor girl, you know, she's so young too. And mm-hmm. like, even if you're not young, it doesn't matter when you're up on that spotlight and the pressure's on and you're just, you're like searching for words and you're like, what do I even say? And it's like, it's one of those things like you look back, why did I say that? Why did I say that? <laughs> That's not I what know. I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. But That's know, what it felt like. Like I said, I, I think all in all, this was this was like one of the best Grammys that I've ever seen. I uh, props to Trevor Noah. Like kept Meh. it really light. Like he didn't do anything Meh. too funny, but I don't think he he didn't come off like shitty. Like he didn't. You know I just I mean? think like, that it, he's it like, like meh. Well, okay. Fair enough. I'm not mad at him, but I just think sometimes it's his jokes feel a little forced and kind of corny. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like how I take him. I so, yeah, it very much feels like a writer told him to say this stuff well, and he's just reading off lines. Yeah. And I mean, I think um, especially as a comedian and um, it, it's it's hard when you don't have that crowd to right. kind of feed off of. Super so important. It's like. Because even even with the crowds that were there, mm-hmm. all the applause and stuff like that was so minimal. Yeah, well, they're was, all spaced out. Yeah, it was kind of they can't you, know. you can't even see their face if they're smiling or not with right. their mask on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I do want to say that I something that made me laugh, by the way, is when um, when the baby came out uh-huh. and he was doing his performance. Oh yeah, and he had basically the old ladies yeah these old ladies in the back which basically looked like madam hooch from like harry potter it was like the the one that comes out with the quidditch i'll show you a picture uh so you know what i'm talking about tell me it wasn't just a bunch of these ladies in the background yep that was her i said that too i was like just a bunch of harry potter professors or hogwarts professors singing it that was kind of strange yeah I will say that the performance I liked the least okay. was by a band called Haim. But okay, but hold on. 
we really didn't pay that much attention because that's I was, when I mean I, you were yeah I was listening to it yeah I, was like, eh, I feel know. like they were rocking out but to like music that wasn't matching up to the level of yeah like it was like a slower song that they were like yeah, <laughs> yeah we're rocking I, out I, and, we're and like, i don't know who they are like never heard them before like don't oh, you like, have it nah like, i i i have but i didn't realize um and like i said they 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 the song was you know played well whatever i didn't think it was a great song but they were making these like like really hardcore like i'm rocking out yeah. on this bass i'm rocking out <laughs> on this guitar and the, like making these faces like look how complicated this yeah. is and it was like boom boom <laughs> and I was like, oh shit they yeah. were rocking that out that one i was kind of like eh. <laughs> also what i thought was kind of weird that i didn't really like was i don't know how i felt about like everyone all the artists just kind of surrounding the performance do you I remember mean, that? Yeah, you that was know, that's strange. that's like I told you because they had all those stages, so they were all in there. They're like, if you're performing, just they were like hang waiting their here, turn wait for your turn. Yeah, um, you liked that, it? I did because it, it was kind of like you could watch other, uh, uh, like other their artists reactions. really like jamming or like yeah. you know you could see that like some of jamming, <laughs> really <laughs> they were, jamming, they were jamming, <laughs> <laughs> really jamming to whop. Yeah, it was cool to see them like you know give the respect or like they know the songs and then you're like, All right, yeah, cool. that's true. Um, but yeah, between for me between uh, Haim and and Bad Bunny, like, yeah, I'm you're just not, not a Bad a fan Bunny fan. Bad Bunny, like the dude is he's I mean he's popping like yeah. crazy and uh, and more props to him. And if you guys like you know that genre of music, like go for it. It's mm-hmm. just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, I'm I'm not feeling this at all. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. overall, I think it was um, it was entertaining, mm-hmm. and I think they did a pretty good job yeah. of making it current and relevant mm-hmm. as best as possible. And and that BTS performance that apparently oh, they was killed pre-recorded, it. like yes. I'm guessing maybe in Korea or whatever. Yes. But I swear to God, they were in. Downtown. We thought they were in LA, <laughs> and then we're like, "Can you believe they're streaming from so wherever they are?" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> they killed it. I mean, BTS is. I fuck with those boys. They're 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 polished. They got their shit together. Yeah. Well, because uh, and to bring it to the beginning of the show, <laughs> because uh, Roby. Von Von's daughter, she's always talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Roby's. Always she's the one about who BTS. introduced us. To yeah, them. She, she gave she gave us a quick dose. Yeah. <laughs> she introduced us like last year or something <laughs> like that. But I fell into a rabbit hole mm-hmm. of BTS videos one day. Like, okay. I was like, all right, let me see what the, what the big deal is. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I literally yeah. watched two or three of their videos and I was like, man, the amount of production value and how crisp everything was. Yes. Like all the, I was like, I, I understand. And they got swag. I mean, I also understand that they're kind of like all manu- like K-pop's like very they manufactured. Yes. You know, they're like boot camps and stuff yes. like that. Like, um, But still, yo. And, and I was like, they sing in English? And, and Robbie was like, no, this is the only one in English. Like, get your BTS facts <laughs> yeah. straight. And they didn't like, get any awards. Uh, no, they were nominated, but they didn't win it. They got snubbed. Um, yeah. Which is crazy, because I'm sure they were like one of the biggest things. That's what I'm know? saying. Like, That's it's, It doesn't make a lot yeah. of these nominations and a lot of the wins don't make sense. Mm-hmm. That's why people have problems with them. And that's why Grammys is starting to lose steam and credit is because people are like, who gives a shit? There's no diversity in the voters, you know, the association. It's just all biased. And so yeah. people are getting tired of it. And so at least this year, 
they tried to bring diversity and women really had a moment and and that was cool as far as the performances yeah. were concerned yeah. shout so out, that was cool shout out to her oh my god that's my favorite one actually mm-hmm. That was my favorite one because I Can't Breathe is an incredible song and it deserves the award and I'm really glad that she got it because she's an amazing artist and it was just really well deserved. So Yeah, that was really good. That was a good win. Shout outs to all the ladies that won awards yesterday mm-hmm. doing the damn thing. Faux show. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we need to shut the F up now. All right. <laughs> we need to go sounds, to bed. <laughs> sounds like a good idea. We're going to go ahead and call it there. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again this week. Yes, we um, preach you guys. Definitely. Like, preach oh, you guys. <laughs> we, we preach to you we're guys. Preach you guys. We, we're, we're preachy guys over yes, here. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Definitely. Uh, follow us uh, on Instagram. I am at O-M-R-V-L-Z. And I'm Nadia Moham Official. We also have We Everywhere Baby Podcast on IG. And don't be, um, don't be. Uh, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> it's like I just fizzle out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to check out our YouTube. We are continuously putting up Couch Quickie videos. Mm-hmm. So we do have the St. Patrick's video up. And, you know, more great videos to come. And if you guys have any suggestions for a Couch Quickie uh, episode that, topic that you'd like us to cover, please DM us. You know, don't be afraid to reach out. We do read everything. We appreciate your guys' input. So, you know, feel free to reach out and let us know. And if you like our show, also, we could really use some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast. <laughs> That's Please. right. Shameless plugs. <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your neighbors. Tell your grandma. <laughs> Tell them all. I don't know about your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> she, we don't want her to listen. Is your grandma cool? <laughs> oh my god. Only cool grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's our our hashtag. <laughs> Only cool grandma. <laughs> all right, oh, guys. Okay. See you later. We everywhere, baby. <laughs> <laughs>